world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Being a caregiver can sometimes be a real pain in the neck. This week on Parents Are Hard to Raise, the internet's physical therapist, Dr. Joe, drops by with some great tips to help us avoid injuries and work the kinks out of caregiving. Join 180 million monthly subscribers who can now listen to Parents Are Hard to Raise on Spotify. Parents are hard to raise, helping families grow older together without losing their minds. I'm elder care expert Diane Berardi. Caring for our aging parents is not only mentally and emotionally challenging, but it can often push the limits of our physical health as well. When it does, we can easily suffer an injury that can put us out of commission for quite some time. And I'm sure my special guest this week would agree that it's better to prevent something from happening than to try to repair it once it has. Dr. Joe is a licensed physical therapist and host of the outrageously popular YouTube channel, Ask Dr. Joe. She earned her Doctor of Physical Therapy degree from the University of South Carolina and has worked with a wide variety of patients, ranging in ages from 1 to 92, including NFL athletes and great-great-grandmothers. Dr. Joe's mission is to use her skills and knowledge to help as many people as possible through the benefits of physical therapy, especially for those who don't have access to adequate health care. And she's doing just that for the hundreds of thousands who seek her out each month through her social media platforms and her website, AskDrJoe.com. Most importantly, she's a dog lover. Dr. Joe, welcome to Parents Are Hard to Raise. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so excited. Well, of course, my first question is, what are your dog's names? <laughs> <laughs> that is the most important question. So um, usually the three that you see um, is Bear, who is a Black Lab mix. Oh. Then there's Callie, who is a Pitbull mix. And then there's Remy, who is a red mix of everything. So we're not exactly sure what she is, but she is a ball of energy, as you can see in the video sometimes. I I think it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, we love dogs on this show, so... So, they bring lots of fun and entertainment. Yes, sure. they do. They bring a lot of joy to all of us. We wanted to talk to you today about something very important to all of us as caregivers. In order for us to take care of our parents, we have to take care of ourselves, but we often don't think about doing it or do it. We know we have to, but we don't do it. So what can 
adult children do to take care of themselves? That's one of of the great questions um, that I think as caregivers in general for anyone, they need to ask themselves um, because, you know, if you are hurt or injured because you're trying to help someone, you're not going to be able to help anybody else. And I think some of the biggest things are just simple things like learning proper lifting techniques. So, you know, if you're having to lift up your parents and and help them move, if you're not doing it correctly, you're going to get injured. You might injure them while you're trying to do it. Um, A lot of times I'll see people try and, you know, pull somebody up by their arm or something like that. And that's just, you know, a risk of injuring the, you know, the, the parent by pulling, you know, their arm too hard or you, you know, injuring your back because you're not lifting properly. Um, I also see, you know, Things like uh, looking out in your house for maybe loose rugs or objects on the floor in the hallways, including pets. You know, sometimes they get in the way, but making sure there's things um, that, you know, if you might risk tripping over them or falling over them, getting them out of the way. Because I think a lot of times, especially if your parent is coming to live with you, um, yeah. you know, your house might be set up for things that, you know, you wouldn't think that they might not see it on the ground. Or, um, you know, if they have an assistive device, you know, it might be in the way because it takes up more room and things like that would, um, you know, risk a fall. And if you get those things out of the way ahead of time, then, you know, that's really going to help. Um, I think also a great thing is um, to do stretches and exercises with your parents, not just you doing the stretches and exercises on your own or, you know, making your parents do it to keep them moving healthy, but, you know, do it together to make it fun. And, um, you know, on my channel, I have hundreds of videos that you can, you know, watch together and watch the puppies so you'll smile a little (laughs) bit while you're doing maybe some exercises that you don't always want to do. Um, you know, so you can really make it a fun thing um, where you're enjoying your time together, um, but making sure both of you are staying healthy and potentially preventing injuries from happening in the first place. Um, so I think that's probably a great place to start. Um, I think another big thing is just to know what your options are to help, um, you know, take care of yourselves and prevent injuries. Um, you know, often I'll see, um, you know, a patient that comes in who's a caregiver and already have those injuries. Yeah. And so, um, you know, really just being able to learn those things and you can actually learn those things in physical therapy. A physical therapist can teach you those proper lifting techniques and, you know, making sure that you're doing them safely for you and your parent. And, um, you know, sometimes even after the injury happens, they'll come into, you know, physical therapy and, and just say, you know, I, I hurt my back trying to, you know, lift my mom or yeah. my dad and, you know, I'll give them stretches and exercises to do. And sometimes the saddest part is they say, you know, I just don't have time to do that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm so busy taking care of my loved ones. I don't have time to do this for myself. And, you know, a lot of times I'm like, well, you know, it really only has to be like five minutes, maybe two or three times a day. Um, just, you know, to get some stretches and exercises. And, and I actually have people say, you know, I don't, I don't have that much time for myself. And, um, you know, sometimes that's sad because that's, you know, 15 minutes total throughout the day um, that they don't really seem like they have time I to know. do that. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. You know, your day is, it's chock full and you don't even realize yeah. it, you know, but you're mm-hmm. right. We do. There's got to be some time where we can make to do it. I didn't realize how out of shape I, I am, <laughs> I, you know, and <laughs> because, you know, my mom, I wanted to take her to the store and 
my husband got the wheelchair out of the car, but then I was trying to, I was just wheeling her and she's really very lightweight now. And I was just wheeling her up this tiny little incline and even getting her in the store and then just wheeling her around. And I, my back and arms the next day hurt. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, how could I be that out of shape? But I, we don't realize, I guess, that we really do need to do some exercises and stretch. Right, exactly. And sometimes it's just because it's a movement that we don't normally do. You know, I'll have people say, well, you know, I, I, I walk a lot. You know, I'm helping moving them. But, you know, like you said, pushing the wheelchair, you're kind of in a bent over position that, right. you know, is straining muscles that you don't usually use. So, um, you know, I can definitely see that those kind of things where it's like an aha moment of, oh, you know, maybe I should. <laughs> I should be doing some things throughout the day for myself. Yeah, that's true because, yeah, I'm not usually pushing and pulling and doing things like that. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think it's a great idea. You know, I I was going to ask you that things that you can do with your parent, you know, the exercises or the stretches, doing them together, because a lot of times, you know, we're, we as caregivers, we're like, okay, do your exercises, <laughs> you know, do this. <laughs> the physical therapist showed you how to do that, you know, do this. And we don't, you know, that's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what are your ideas on who a caregiver can ask for help, you know, if they want to take some time for themselves? That that's a great question. So a lot of times I'll have um, my patients talk about how um, you know they are the only sibling that's close by to be able to help their parents, yeah. or um, maybe they just don't have help. Maybe their spouse is working all day long. And um, one of the the biggest things I like to talk about with my patients is. Um, a sitter. And so basically a sitter is not usually a medically certified person. Um, you know, it's almost like a babysitter that you would have for your children, okay. um, but they're not really as certified like a certified um, nursing assistant or something like that. Right. And so they would really just be there in case of emergency. So, um, you know, in, in the same sense of like a babysitter, you know, depending on your parents' level of need, you could call a high school or college student, you know, when they're home for the summers and if they're, you know, babysitters, you can say, hey, you know, my mom or dad, all you really need to do is sit with them just in case something happens for an hour or two. And, you know, they'd probably be more than willing to do it for the same price of babysitting because I know when um, I was a babysitter growing up, I would have (laughs) much rather sat with an older person and had a wonderful conversation than chase around a screaming child (laughs) and have to change their diapers. So, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is sometimes you just have to ask because, um, you know, if you don't ask, you don't know. And I think more often than not, people are willing to help. Um, You know, even just a friend, you know, if you've got a friend or a neighbor um, that you really, you know, like and appreciate and you know that, you know, they're going to be there for your parent, you know, if, if one of my friends or neighbors said, hey, you know, my, my, my mom's here, but I really need to get to the store. Could you maybe just come over for a few minutes? I'd be happy to do that. No, that's a wonderful idea. And we're going to continue talking with Dr. Joe. But if you're a woman or there's a woman in your life, there's something you absolutely need to know. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise, and although Katie is only 5 feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her 6 foot 4, 
250-pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless-looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. Were you ever young? You're listening to Parents Are Hard To Raise. Now, thanks to you, the number one elder care talk show on planet Earth. Listen to this and other episodes on demand using the iHeartRadio app. iPhone users can listen on Apple Podcasts and Android users on Google Podcasts. Want a great new way to listen to the show? Have an Amazon Echo or Dot? Just say, Alexa, play Parents Are Hard To Raise podcast. Getting the latest episode of Parents Are Hard To Raise. Here it is from iHeartRadio. It's as simple as that. You're right, Dolly. There are so many really cool new ways to listen to our show. It's hard to keep track. You can join the 180 million listeners on Spotify. You can listen in your car, at the gym, or pretty much anywhere on your smartphone with Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. You can get us on Apple TV, DirecTV, Roku, and like Dolly said, you can even ask Alexa to play the show for you. It's great because you don't have to be tied to a radio anymore. You can listen when you want, where you want, for as long as you want. And if you're listening on the show in one of these new ways, please do me a big favor. Please share this new technology, help someone else learn about the show, and show them a new way to listen. Dr. Joe, I think that's a great idea. You were talking about a sitter, you know, a high school or college student. I think sometimes we don't, as caregivers, we kind of have tunnel vision and we don't think about, you know, something as simple as that. You know, if you want to run to the store, you want to go to a movie that, um, you know, if there's someone on your street that you know growing up as a high school student or a college student that could certainly come and sit with your mom and they probably would love to do it. Right. Absolutely. You know, I think that would be just as enjoyable for them, um, you know, as it would be for your parent because um, sometimes when there's that huge age difference, it it really lightens both of them up and they really enjoy each other's company. So I think, you know, it's a really great option if you, you know, happen to have 
some some of those aged people in your neighborhood or in your community that you could reach out to. Now, some people worry about costs of, of course, anything to do, you know, with health care. What can insurance do to help? So the, it really depends on what type of insurance you have. Most of the time, I would say your parents would probably be at the Medicare yeah. level. Um, um, so some might have also some supplemental um, health uh, insurance as well. I don't believe um, Medicare covers sitters right now, so it would probably be an out-of-pocket cost. Um, I would say, I don't know, I haven't done uh, babysitting in a long yeah, time. I don't but think I, they do. You know, yeah. Yeah, it, it's maybe 10 to $15 uh, you know, an hour. So, um, you know, for, for some time away, I think it, it's probably worth it. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, it would be also worth calling Medicare to find out. Um, sure. I know that they they are putting, you know, hopefully soon in the next couple of years, some plans in place to get more coverage for things like that. And I really hope that that's going to be something that they end up implementing into the new coverage programs for Medicare in the future. And how about Medicare in terms of physical therapy? Yes. So in terms of physical therapy, I know um, Medicare has part A to somewhere in the middle of the alphabet. So there's a whole lot of parts to Medicare. Um, The biggest ones for physical therapy is part A and part B. Okay. Um, Part B is the one that's the main medical insurance where if you are going to outpatient therapy, that would be what Part B of Medicare would cover. And they usually cover an 80% and then you pay 20%. And then um, if you have a supplemental, they would they would cover the rest of the 20%. But the great thing about um, Medicare Part B within the past year is there used to be a dollar limit on how much physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy you could have. Right. There's no longer that limit per calendar year. And so as long as it's medically necessary for you oh. to go to physical therapy, Medicare will cover it as long as you're showing progress. So that's a new great thing that has come yeah. into place that we, you know, we're very limited with in the past. That now we're not so limited with that, and that's that's a, a great thing for us. Um, Medicare Part A is more the hospital type insurance or home health insurance, and so that would be the one you probably want to look into with skilled nursing, um, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech, social um, services coming out to your parents' house or your house. Um, But there are a lot of rules with Part A, things that you have to um, meet to be able to get that. And one of the biggest ones is um, you have to be homebound and the doctor has to certify that someone has to come out to your house to get that care. Um, So usually it's something after maybe like a surgery or a long hospital stay yeah. where you might just be, you know, not having the strength to do much. And so people can come out to your house and help you with that. And that's always, um, I think, another one that people don't always think of if the doctor doesn't mention it. Yeah, you're right. Um, and so, yeah, and so always talking with the doctor and just keep saying, therapy, therapy, therapy <laughs> in their ear until they say, yeah, you know what, maybe maybe your parent would really benefit from some therapy. And, you know, if they if your parent's not, eligible under those specific guidelines for Part A, then say, hey, can we have an outpatient referral and I'll take them to therapy. So um, that's always an option as well. 
And you said as long as our parent is making progress. So how is that um, measured? Yes, that, that's, that's a great question. Um, so um, sometimes uh, it's not even making progress. Like there's a difference um, of being able to um, maintain um, something as long as if we weren't there, that maybe that person would be backtracking in their health. But showing progress is really um, basically on on our shoulders as therapists to really write good documentation and say, okay, so your mom came in to see me today and, um, you know, I tested her strength and, you know, she only had maybe a three out of five strength in, in, in physical therapy terms. Five is the strongest. Three is maybe you can just lift your leg, but if I tried to push it down, it would go back down. But then maybe two or three weeks later when I retested her, she has a three plus or a four because she's getting stronger or maybe she was having some falls. And since I've been seeing her, she's only had one fall or no falls. And so those kind of things that we can show progress and we have outcome measures that we can, you know, ask our patients questions and then have their perception of it. They're getting better um, as well. And so we have a lot of tools to be able to say, you know, hey, yes, they, they are doing much better because if they're less likely to fall, then you're not going to have to pay for a surgery right. if they, you know, break a hip or break their leg or something. And so I think Medicare is finally seeing, hey, you know, even if it's preventative, um, you know, if they, if you are able to take them to therapy, you know, for three or four sessions and show preventative stuff, that's going to help in the long run as well because you're going to know what to do and you're going to be prepared if there is a fall how to safely get them up, how they can help you help them get up so it's not just your dead lifting your parent, which right. is much harder than it sounds. <laughs> no, it is hard. Yeah, I know you don't realize any of these things. And I never understood with Medicare, you know, they never wanted to cover anything preventative. <laughs> it just didn't make sense. Right, right. And yeah, and they're, I think they're finally figuring that out, that if they cover some preventative in their eyes, it's going to save them money in the long run. And, you know, that's fine if they want to think that, but I want to, you know, be able to prevent those things from happening for someone because, you know, it's, it's just bad all around for the person trying to help for the person yeah. that's on the ground and, and all of that. So I, I think that, you know, in our scope of practice for physical therapy, we are allowed to do prevention and, and wellness and, you know, um, quality of life type of things. You know, we wouldn't be able to do that forever. But again, you know, getting in for, you know, even five or six visits, um, we could easily justify that as medically necessary. Um, you know, cause I think anyone, even at the, you know, a young age of 65, I could probably find something that I could justify doing physical therapy with you. So, um, you know, it, it, it's always worth getting that evaluation and finding out what can be done. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Dr. Joe, um, how do people contact you um, if they'd like to ask you a question? <laughs> that, that's great. Um, <laughs> I have on my uh, website, AskDrJoe.com, a contact form. Um, so you can email me directly. Um, also on my Facebook page, you can either um, leave a comment or um, private message me. And um, usually when I'm not at work, I'm checking it a couple times a day. And even when I'm at work, I'm checking it a couple times a day. So um, I try and respond to people pretty quickly. You know, sometimes 
without getting to evaluate somebody, I'm really not going to be able to give a good answer. But I like to try and point people in the right direction, for sure. Oh, sure. No, that's wonderful. And can you suggest maybe equipment that people should have in trying to maybe, you know, bathe their parent or, or be in the home, maybe pillows or something, anything that, you know, people might not have thought of or, or aren't aware of? Um, sure. Uh, a lot of equipment, um, again, some of it can be covered by Medicare because, unfortunately, equipment isn't always um, inexpensive. A lot of times it's expensive. Yeah. But um, one of the things that makes me sad that Medicare doesn't cover that I always think is really important is to have a shower chair or a shower bench. Right. Um, even if your parents feel like they can stand up safely in the shower, I can say that I've slipped in my shower a couple times while I'm not paying attention, and I have a shower seat in my shower. So if I need to, you know, sit down and wash my feet or you know things like that, I think something like that because most falls end up happening in the bathroom. Yeah. So um, if there was one thing I would recommend, that would probably be it. No, that's perfect. It's true. I I've slipped. You know, you don't realize. And um, I assume, I, I know, rails made for people, so getting in and out of the shower. Sure. Yeah, grab bars, grab um, bars. are great. I think, the, yeah, those those are going to be, um, I think they're not covered now, but they're going to be covered. But there are also some very inexpensive ones that, you know, if you know anybody handy, they can easily, um, you know, put those in the shower. Um, you know, but even things like, um, you know, Stretching straps for the stretches and stuff in bed, um, oh. those are very inexpensive. But then, um, you know, your parent can just grab it and not even have to get out of bed. A lot of times I think, especially through my videos, I'm on the floor doing them. And people think they have to get on the floor. But you can always do stretches and exercises on your bed or on the couch. So then, you you know, if you have a hard time getting up from the floor, um, you can easily get up off of your bed. So, you know, just having... Um, you know, something like a, a stretch strap. And, and I often tell um, my patients, you don't even have to go buy one. You can get a jump rope, you know, for a dollar at the dollar store. So, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Joe, for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, we loved having you. And parents are hard to raise family. I love getting your emails and questions, so please keep sending them. You can reach me at Diane at ParentsAreHardToRaise.org or just click the green button on our homepage. Parents Are Hard to Raise is a CounterSync Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Our New York producer is Joshua Green. Our broadcast engineer is Well Gambino. And from our London studios, the melodic voice of our announcer, Miss Dolly D. Thank you so much for listening. We love our parents, but parents are hard to raise. Till next time, may you forget everything you don't want to remember. And remember everything you don't want to forget. See you again next week.